Man, you know we don't allow interruptions for cats, <laughs> by the way. Why? I always hear your dogs yelling. Why? Why do you hear cats? Not to mention, yeah, but it's, it's not allowed. I've never even heard you yell at uh, Shane about Ziggy. Yeah, it's because we like Ziggy. He's got a mouth on him. See, the other guys don't know anything about Olive yet, so. Well, Mike never posts pictures of it on Instagram or whatever, so. I do, and she's got her own Instagram. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the truth comes out. Look her up, she's cute. Then <laughs> <laughs> I put pictures of her on Facebook. Would you unfollow me on everything, Ryan? Oh. No, no, I, I see those. I didn't realize. <laughs> Man, I am sweating. Yeah, listen, you should have put your AC on lo- on uh, meat locker mode like I did. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a usually install a window unit. But yeah, every year. It. it was it was blasting directly on me. But I'm on the so third floor, here. so it's like I feel like no matter how well I install it, it's gonna fall out of the fucking window. And it's gonna pull a fucking happy Gilmore. <laughs> hey mister, <laughs> get this thing off of me. Oh, oh I gotta open my notes. Uh oh, someone wrote oh notes. I've been God. the last episode and this one. I wrote notes. <laughs> what if you if you saw my notes, Mike, you would shit yourself. What, what else am I doing? I don't know. Nothing. I got like three pages on here, man. I wrote Oops. all mine to Mike, and there's like three sentences. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Alright, let's get started because um, we'll see how many... I'm already halfway through this beer because you guys made me wait 15 minutes. <laughs> hey, I didn't make anybody wait. I was, oh. I've been sitting here ready since... All okay, listen. Since I woke I up had, one. <laughs> I had a record and speaker, a record player and speakers delivered today. Oh, that's very important. And now that you've... Uh, at 6 p.m. It said there mine, like a oh trash God. can. At at it's six p.m. It's I got an um an email from Amazon saying hey it's eight stops away. Hey let's let's talk about something real quick. Let's, oh, let's bring something to light really quick. Let's bring it to fruition. So Ryan, <laughs> I bought him oh, my a vinyl player years ago, and I mm-hmm. think he's used it like three times. Bullshit. Bought a no, new. I, uh, listen uh, mm-hmm. I listen to it a lot by myself. I need proof. <laughs> I need proof. <laughs> I remember hearing Mike say that he buys these things and doesn't play them. No, well, he just I, looks at I the brought artwork. it up, and he's I, like, I, needle. It's the needle, it'll mess it up. Who cares? Can I defend <laughs> myself? Shit. Can I defend myself? No, you may not. The reason, I love not that you bought me that record player. I love <laughs> that you bought it for me. It's one of my prized possessions, because if it wasn't for you, Val, then I wouldn't be into collecting records i'm gonna put it i'm gonna put it on record <laughs> that i wouldn't i don't get it <laughs> I'm put on record that you are the reason why i collect records now ryan when you build a computer say you, you bought a computer four or five years ago are you gonna you know not upgrade your computer ever again Oh, no, I'm already planning the next upgrade. Exactly. Yeah, Ryan already so, Ryan used his computer. I used you this. Use Just because you're not over all the time doesn't mean I don't fucking use my record player. You didn't even want me right. my records in your record player. You know what? You know what? 
You're being really rude to Ryan right now. Ryan. <laughs> Mike, do you uh, do you record the records or do you just download the album for whatever you buy? He goes on Spotify. What do you mean record the records? Like 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 if you want the MP3s or whatever. Or I, do, or I have you a, just... I've had a Spotify subscription for a very long time. Yeah, but I mean they don't have like uh, like waxwork shit and all the other finals that you buy no the like my soundtracks i play on my player because i can't listen to them on spotify okay so you don't keep like a little mp3 collection on your phone or anything no for for specific music like that nope okay because i was just thinking i'm like i i sort of understand the i don't want to play this because it'll wear it out aspect because it does happen with VHS as well. Every time you play a VHS, it gets a little bit worse than the last time it played. So what I normally do if I ha- if I get a rare VHS or one that I like, the first thing I do is record what's on it, you know, uh, on the computer so that I have a digital copy of it and I oh, watch oh. that whenever I get to hankering. Oh, I gotcha. No, yeah. I just, the only reason why I don't play it on this player is because uh, it's like, you know, kind of like an introductory uh, record player for like oh people like God. well they were it's for like people like me who didn't know anything about you know record players and there's like hey you know val got it for me for was it christmas i don't remember christmas my, my birthday. Your birthday and then like i was like hey i got a record player now i'm just gonna keep buying as many records as i can and then i did more research about the needle on those kind of record players like those briefcase ones as well like you want to stay away from them because the needles aren't the best and it would like really fuck up your records the more times you play them so i usually do every time i get a record i usually spin it once on my record player and then listen to it on spotify after that and i don't think that's that bad so we'll there let the audience be the judge yeah <laughs> All right, let's get this podcast started. We're <laughs> off to a rip-roaring start. Oh, Mike's fault. Mike has already started an argument, and we haven't <laughs> even begun yet. <laughs> as long as no one's talking about tea or pizza puffs, I'm good to go. Oh, I would kill for a pizza puff right now. Well, I would inhale two pizza puffs right fucking now. Ryan would eat two calzones right now. He doesn't. He, hey, Val, come here. Val. What? He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't have pizza puffs. Where he's uh, he's got kale zone. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Listen, a calzone, calzone is way boy. too big to be eating too. <laughs> like it's literally like double the size of a pizza. <laughs> you can't possibly eat two calzones uh, unless you're like Joey Chestnut. I don't know who you're talking to, but in my day, I've been known to. I didn't get these titties not eating pizza puffs. <laughs> expert mode right, let's we could start now i guess all right all right here we go val you play the music already right did i what music oh mike mike said you were going to why don't you just sing the theme song for us <laughs> i've never even listened to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. oh god you okay. and everybody else Oh man, I'm tearing up. I gotta gather. I gotta gather my composure. Okay.
welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. <laughs> Alright everybody, welcome to All You Need Is Blood, episode 86, for the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, and I am joined... Yes. By my co-host Mike Whittemore and recurring special guest uh, Valerie Burns. Val, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Tired. I'm so goddamn tired. Because Mike had, had to, it's because Mike had to take some time to pick up his oh, vinyl. Christ doing this. I know, and now it's so late. I know. No, I had a choice between getting a coffee or beer on my way home, and I went with the beer. What kind of beer? Oh. Uh, right now, I'm drinking a New England Brewing Company Sea Hag IPA. Oh. Local beer right down the road from my house. I love it. Now, when you have to get beer, do you get it from, like, like? oh, I'm asking a very stupid question. But I'm mm-hmm. trying to ask, like, do we have a brewery in uh, Indiana? I don't know. I said we. It's in a different state. But uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's called Three Floyds, and they were doing, like, curbside pickup and everything. So you had yes. to, like, okay. I didn't know if it was different for different states, because I think, like, states like Ohio have, like, opened up everything. and. Oh, yeah. No, well, uh, liquor stores never closed in Connecticut. Oh. Um, or as we call them, package stores. Package stores. I don't ask me why. I have no idea. I guess it sounds better instead. I'm going to buy. I'm going to the liquor store. Yeah, I'm going true. to the package store. Oh, okay, great. Give me a package. <laughs> um, but so I and there's one right around the corner from my house, so I could just go to the liquor store and buy beer. Uh, but for to going to breweries because I go to a lot of them. Uh, yeah, it's all curbside pickup. Um, like for instance, last week I went to this same brewery because it's basically on my way home from work, and uh, before I left work, I went on my phone to their website ordered whatever it was four or five different beers said i was going to be there in a half hour drove there called them up they came out put it into the trunk of my car and away i went oh wow that's nice yeah that uh three floyd's brewery one of my favorite beer companies they actually they're like closing down the restaurant like they're known for their Mm -hmm. beer but on the inside like they have like a really good restaurant which for some reason i've never been to and uh yeah they're like closing it down Due to all this, that's kind of yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, no restaurants are like really open, open in CT. We just last weekend, uh, they they started allowing outdoor seating of restaurants. Yeah, they're gonna do that uh, this Friday, actually. Oh, okay. But uh, but they're doing it for the entire state of Illinois. But our mayor in Chicago is not allowing that. She said maybe mid June. I was like, oh, okay. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to go anyway. I don't want to see people. I, I've, like, gotten into this mode of my normal I hate people. I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. I sort of like that they don't want to talk to me now. And I'm like, oh, this is great. We could all just stay away from each other. And <laughs> and I can have, like, no social interaction. This is perfect. But, all right, let's uh, let's see. Where, where do I leave off here? Um, if you're new to the podcast, we're not we're – not, we're not very uh, organized in terms of how our show is laid out, as you may be able to tell. But we discuss horror movies, talk shit to each other, various other nonsense, including but not limited to music, movies, games, comics, whatever else happens to come up. 
As I mentioned, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. If you want to reach the podcast, Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. Instagram, all you need is blood podcast. And if you're listening to us, it's going to be on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Just type in all you need is blood and hit subscribe. Oh, I got that out of the way. Oh, there we go. You know, a buddy of mine contacted me uh, from high school. He goes, dude, I just saw that you have a podcast. Oh, God. He's like, he goes, how do I listen to it? <laughs> don't. <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to hear this. And then he goes, oh, well, like, what is it? And I go, well, our next episode is on horror video games. And he goes, oh, sweet. I'm going to listen to that one. Oh, no. I was <laughs> oh, like, Jesus. I got nervous because, like, a couple people at work have, like, listened to this or, like, just tell me that they do. And, like, there's some times where they're like, man, you know, you say this or you say that. And I'm like, ah, this is why. This is why I don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> I only know, in real life, I know, like, one person that listens. That's you. So, yeah, it's me when I have to edit them. <laughs> it's terrible. I hate it. My least favorite podcast. <laughs> My least favorite part of the day. Uh-oh. Oh, shit. All right, so... What's been going on recently, Mike? Uh, anything you've been getting into? <clears throat> music, movies, games? I've been buying a lot of music lately. Um, bought a record player, as previously mentioned, and some speakers. And my cat won't shut up. Cattle, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've just been trying to... Um, I've been playing a lot of like smaller games. Um for example, I like my buddy and I. We always play Resident Evil Five. It's like kind of our thing. He comes over. We play Resident Evil Five a lot. You know, we end up beating it and then playing it again. We're trying to beat it on professional. It's like been an ongoing thing for years. Like that's our game to play when he comes over. Um, I've been playing um, the horror game. God damn it, Shadow! I've been playing the horror games that uh, I'm gonna talk about today. Um, I'm just trying to get into some other games like Nino Cooney and such, but I haven't really dug deep into those uh animal crossing is basically still the game i play every day um as for music i've just been you know buying records like crazy the the beautiful waxwork thing vinyl came in the other day and like i was such a nerd about it man like this is the reason why i don't get laid because i was shaking when i was opening it and i am such (laughs) what just say that's the only reason you don't get laid. It's it's one of the top reasons. One of the besides. Men. Oh, okay. Let's. Right. Uh, wow. Okay then. <laughs> and it's just like I'm shaking while I'm opening the vinyl and everything, and I'm like, man, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. Um, I don't know. Single and then my drop fell that day. Wait, what'd you say? A single teardrop fell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, my buddy also gave me like a hundred DVDs that I can't fit into my. Uh, Ikea shelf. <laughs> so they're just sitting in my back seat of my car nice. in two oh, Christmas no. bags. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I actually didn't think about the heat until just now. Yeah, it's going to it's gonna warp those fuckers, man. You got to get them out of there. Ah, I'll be all right. Um, yeah, so other than that, I've just been trying to just kind of chilling, doing homework, and then playing video games. I literally played video games for nine hours yesterday. Oh my god. All yeah. mine was uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> no, there was uh, <laughs> my buddy Joe came over at th- no, 4 o'clock 
And then we played for like five hours of Smash Brothers. And then my buddy Luke came over and we played the rest of the time for with Resident Evil 5. So at that point, I was shot. I was like done for the day. Yeah, that's that's. that's so, I'm so tired from video games. Yeah, it's it's a depressing and a horrible life I lead. But I'm hoping I get called back to work soon. So, excellent. How about you, Val? What have you been getting into recently? I've uh, been gaming a lot since quarantine. I decided to quit my job and take a mental break right before quarantine started. Threw out a whole bunch of resumes and quarantine hat. So I was like, oh, oh cool. Geez. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to be working for a while. Got a cat. <laughs> <laughs> You're all set. <laughs> yeah. Quarantine 2020. <laughs> Got a cat. Quarantine 2020. <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, let's see, what have I been getting into? Um, <clears throat> so I discovered a show on Hulu. Apparently other people know about this. It's called Forged in Fire. And oh, yeah. it's about it's about like blacksmiths making knives and swords and shit. And I don't know why I started watching it, but I'm like hooked on it. Like I have to watch this fucking show so much so that like Elisa and I quote it as we're like walking around. She was uh, she was chopping tomatoes today and she cut herself and she goes, oh, my God, I'm bleeding so bad. And she holds <laughs> up the knife and she goes, this knife will cut. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've been dying. And they actually had the the last episode I just watched was a slasher themed episode where the contestants had to make like they had to choose between either Michael Myers, Butcher Knife, Jason's machete or uh, the, the knife from Scream. Mm-hmm. And everybody picked the machete because they're like, yeah, fucking Jason, obviously going with the machete. And then they had to like test it by hacking a hockey mask and then chopping into a leather face. Oh, it was so good. Oh, that's awesome. Like, this is. This is a show for me, man. It's so <laughs> dumb, but I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, I also started watching this internet show. It's 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 like a 10-minute episode. It's called Worth It. And it's about a couple guys that go to various restaurants and get the same thing. So they'll get like a cheap item, a medium-priced item, and a really expensive item. So they'll go and get like $4 sushi... $15 sushi and then like $200 sushi. Oh wow. And like and and see which one is worth it to get. And I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of an interesting idea." And I started watching it and I'm like, "I fucking hate this guy." Like, I had to hate watch this show from now on that I was like, <laughs> "I don't like this host. I hate him." And then it, then they brought on another guy and I'm like, "This guy sees how annoying the host is and he won't put up with his shit." I'm like, "I love it." <laughs> So I sort of, uh, I it's it's so dumb. They're like 10-minute episodes. I crushed a ton of those this weekend for no other reason than I was like, I don't like this person. I'm going to watch it. Actually, I t- oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Mike. No, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, um, yeah, I, 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 that's all I really watched this weekend until Elisa brought up another one. But what were you going to say? No, what, uh, what show? No, this was a movie that I, uh, oh. I got her to watch. Well, I was going to say because like on, um, I was trying to, relate to your hulu point because there is a show mm-hmm. i found on hulu called horace and pete have you ever seen that show no so it's a, a another thing too it popped in my head as you were talking it kept popping in my head it's like a web series that louis ck made um mm-hmm. in 2016 and he didn't like tell anybody he was making it he was like hey literally on his website he was like hey i made something for you know and for five bucks you can check it out 
And it's like this uh, one uh, season, 10 episode show called Horace and Pete, where Louis C.K. and Steve Buscemi own a bar and Alan Alda's in it. And it's fucking awesome. Wow. It's like it's a web series that was only on Louis C.K.'s um, uh, website. And it's like on IMDb's top shows and won a bunch of awards and shit. It's like more drama than a comedy. The acting is Mm -hmm. incredible. So, yeah. Did you say it was on Hulu? Yeah, now it's on Hulu. So that's the way I've been oh, watching nice. it. It's, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I've been dying for some new Louis C.K. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I don't want to alarm you guys, but I, I watched something pretty interesting this quarantine, too. It was Cheers. <laughs> Frasier on Netflix. Wow, Val, that's way before your time. Holy crap. Val got me into Cheers. Really? Yeah, like, I, I've always been a big Frasier fan. Always. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, why don't you watch Cheers? I'm like, I don't think Cheers is up my alley. I, for some reason, had this idea that it was, like, really, um, how do you explain it? Like, maybe too old school of humor for me. And so I just never caught it. But, I, like, every time I'm over her house, she's got it on. So I started watching it. And I'm like, man, this is, like, pretty much like Frasier. And, yeah, it's I, I think Cheers is great, too. Yeah, I never watched a lot of Cheers. Uh, it was it was not like I don't, maybe I was just too young when it was on, but I never really got into it. I've seen a bunch of episodes, but it that was more like we would watch Cheers because Seinfeld was on next. And we're like, <laughs> oh, good. You just catch the ass on the Cheers. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I will swap, swap over. We don't... What's Seinfeld up to? Yeah, we don't want to miss the beginning of Seinfeld, so. <laughs> What was the other movie you're going to talk about? Uh, So the other movie I was talking about, I put some DVD or something on it, and you know how when the DVDs come up, they have all they have like the studio trailers that are like buy Blu-ray, and they show like you know scenes from different movies. Mm -hmm. Um, So this one particular one had a thing. It had Liam Neeson come up and go release the Kraken, and Elisa looks at me and she goes, "You know, I don't know what that's from." And I'm like, Clash of the Titans. She goes, I've never seen that. I don't even know what that is. And I go, oh, 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 I got good news for you. And I immediately went upstairs and brought down the original Clash of the Titans with, like, You just made Val wet. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first movie that uh, I watched in my apartment. Wow. She loves the movie. This is going to be a big deal. He's like, you got to watch your first movie. And I was like, hmm. And he's like, you should watch Clash of the Titans. I was like, yes. Yes, we should. We should do that right now. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. So we watched it, and she's like, wow, these special effects are bad. What? And I'm like, listen, babe, it's, you're talking like 45 years ago, or however old I am, because that's probably the, like, the age of the movie. Uh, so after that, she's like, I wanted to see the one with Liam Neeson. Uh, and I go, all right, all right, fine. I have that. So we watched that the next night. So she watches that movie, and I go, what did you think of the special effects? And she goes, somehow, they were worse. Yep. And I'm like, I know, because it's just CGI garbage. Yeah, it's but, uh, yeah, the new one. As soon as they announced that they were doing that, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, I do kind of have a soft spot for the sequel, Wrath of the Titans, but I didn't watch that with her yet. Maybe we'll watch it this weekend. So they never made an original Wrath of the Titans, right? No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I kind I like it because it's really God of Warry. Like it's like taking down the the gods. And since I don't have a God of War movie, I'm like, okay, this is as close as I'm gonna get, I guess. Val almost beat me up when uh, her and I first started dating, 
And I uh, I thought I was being really cool. You know, I think it was for like Valentine's Day or something where I was like, okay, I'm going to get Val a Medusa bobblehead. That was Christmas. It was it Christmas? I don't know. It was one of those holidays. I think you got it late. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you just really paint a picture of me, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get her a bobblehead. So I made sure to find the right one on Amazon because they, they had two different ones. They had the one from the new Clash of the Titans and they had one from the classic Clash of the Titans. I'm like, yeah. Oh, boy. So I ordered the one from the classic Clash of the Titans, obviously. So what comes in? The one from the new Clash of the Titans. And then I go to look and order the original and it's fucking sold out. It's like Boobo. Wait, what? Should have just got Boobo. I should have mm-hmm. just gotten Boobo. Can't go wrong with Homeboy. So what did you ever, did you still have that, Val? It's somewhere. I don't know what I did with it when I moved. Cool, thanks. Cool. (laughs) In the basement. Is it in the basement? Probably. That's where everything went that uh, was in my room that I didn't bring with me. Oh, okay. Well, it's got to be displayed from now on. (laughs) So I'm just letting you know. Uh, this is my special Medusa bobblehead from the Clash of the Titans remake. <laughs> no, not the end. Not the original, but not that shitty original with those horrible graphics. Uh, <laughs> shit. I used to watch that movie so much. I loved it. That was the greatest. Oh, one other thing I got in, Mike. Big deal. Uh, Fang Boner on uh, DVD. Oh, you posted that. Oh, man. Well, if you ever listen to the podcast, Val, you would know that on the last episode, Mike and I lost our shit when we heard of this movie. What was the other one? I heard about um, <laughs> it. It was Fang Boner and the other one. It was like Balls Part 1 or something. Hold on. Nutsack? I gotta, I'm sorry. I it have... was like Nutsack Part 1. It was like, yeah, it was Nutsack. Oh, I got it. Hold on. Uh, nutsack. Oh, I'm just going to type in Fang Boner and IMDb. Yeah, I, I think it'll know yeah. what I'm talking about. Nathan Rumler is the uh, the director we were looking at. Okay, Nathan Rumler, he also directed. You think that's his real name? Oh, it was it was <laughs> it was <laughs> Nutsack Part One: Lucifer's Cosmonauts. <laughs> <laughs> I did not get that in, but I looked for it. Couldn't find it. Uh, that guy, Nathan Rumler. So immediately I go out. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then I'm talking to like Connor Blackman and he tags Nathan in a, in like a conversation we're having. So I added him as a friend on Facebook. I'm like, yes, this is going to be great. It all comes full circle. I've got to have him on the podcast. And he just finished editing Amityville vibrator. (laughs) Man, what was the, uh, the one movie you bought? Was it the movie that I bought, or was it the one that I downloaded that I only watched bits and pieces of because I couldn't deal with it? I thought it was the one that you bought. Invasion the one that saw... of the Booty Snatchers? Yeah, it was Invasion of the Booty Snatchers. I did not buy that. I oh, downloaded well, that's That sounds like a porno name. It is. It is. I was <laughs> hoping that it would be a nice, funny, softcore one. It was not. It was hardcore. <laughs> I was absolutely mortified. I was like, I'm done. Wasn't the alien dicks, like, super long? <laughs> <laughs> it's all we done to their ankles. <laughs> it's like in basketball when they're talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <shit. sighs> we saw wow. record store day. Yeah, because it was at uh, Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah, it was there, and I was like, "Hey, yeah. that sounds like something I'd want to download one day." And I was like, oh, <laughs> ever again. <laughs> 
physical copy of this. Oh, Booty Snatchers? Oh, yeah. No. And there's, like, an old man, too, and it's like they just grabbed some old-ass man out of a country, and they were like, hey, are there aliens here? And he's like, let me just talk about aliens. And then, like, they have him strewn about as... <laughs> oh, my God. Alien between. <laughs> okay, so I, I typed in Invasion of the Booty Snatchers <laughs> on, <laughs> on Amazon, and ugh, there's a vinyl... By a <laughs> by a band called Parlay, and it's ninety dollars, and it's called Invasion of the Booty Snatchers. And then there's a a band called Pornland, also having a vinyl called Invasion of the Booty Snatchers, and they're just naked on the front cover of it. This is a big old party. It's a big old booty snatching party. <laughs> So you Absolutely. got a spare ninety bucks floating around there, Mike. At the cover, no. the cover has aliens grabbing black ladies' asses while they're in bikinis. Well, someone's got to do it. I know. <laughs> and one of the songs is called "No Rump to Bump." <laughs> <laughs> Song I live by. <laughs> no rump to bump. All right, so horror yeah. games, huh? Horror games. Well, before we get to that, Mike, I've got some news stories we got to cover. What? Here. Oh yeah, here we go. This, our our, news our music? segment. We <laughs> yes, Val, please play us into the news music. You can just hum the theme. News. There it is. <laughs> you got to save that sound bite and use that every time that we have news. Please, that would be so professional. <laughs> Sample that motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, Use it every man. single time from here on out, every time we talk about news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, done. Done. I'm so excited now. I don't even want to, I don't even want to cover the news. We took 70 right. something episodes for news music. <laughs> How many did you say, Val? What, 70 something? No, <laughs> as you may have heard at the beginning of this episode, <laughs> it's episode eighty-six. <laughs> I know you've listened to this one at least. She, she hasn't listened to any <laughs> podcast, including this one. Okay, well, I'm only in like seven of them, so counting this one. Oh my god, you're the most. How do you even? Because I. How do you even know you're in those? Because I hear my name on the Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> god, what a disaster. <laughs> Then I was never invited on here ever again. No, this is your last one. Yeah. Well, we got the news theme, so I feel like that's all we really need. <laughs> that's all we need from you. Thanks. Take my leave now. Oh, man. All right. Big news, everybody. Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out in 2021 on HBO Max. Who's excited? I am. I love Zack Snyder. Is he the guy that did, uh, don't, don't tell me. Oh, that movie okay. that I like. <laughs> yes, that one that you love. Yeah, that's the one. Sucker Punch, yes. Yeah. Oh, no. no. Say. She I like, say it, come on, we got some bangers in there. Comic book of and I never I, I, I Listen, I was hoping it was going to be Watchmen or yeah. Dawn of the Dead or 300. It's all of those. Yeah, I was going to say Watchmen. Come on. But I couldn't remember. What, that's what. If everybody wasn't yelling over me, I said it's a comic that Mike let me borrow and I never read it. Watchmen? Mike, you yeah. own Watchmen? Yeah. It's one wow, of the few, I'm impressed. It's one of the few graphic novels I actually own. I read that shit from front to back. 
like twice. I fucking love that. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's a great one. Wait a second, yeah, why but, are you surprised? Uh, if you don't read comics. Yeah, maybe, you know, I, I read Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was surprised. <laughs> I guess it's pretty easily solvable then. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah, have you seen the theatrical Justice League? Uh, bits and pieces, but I heard it was like, like the whole story and everything with Zack Snyder and his family and everything. And like, they brought in somebody else and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going near this fucking thing. Yeah. Joss Whedon. Yeah. Um, so I will say that while the theatrical version was a bit of a mess and you could tell like it was pieced together from, you know, different things, it wasn't terrible. Like if, if you ask anybody, that's like one of these, you know, Zack Snyder fanboys. It's the worst movie that's ever been made. But in all honesty, compared to like other superhero movies, it was like, okay, this wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. That might have been Batman versus Superman. That might have been the worst thing I've ever seen directed by Zack Snyder. <laughs> but um, I, I'm very excited to see this because um, I'm hoping it goes one way or the other. I hope it's either fucking fantastic or a complete disaster like either way i'd be equally happy with <laughs> i just don't i just don't want it to be mediocre like i want it to have like some statement like either this is really bad how or long is it gonna really be good. oh i don't know they, they they talked about either releasing a four-hour version or four episodes kind of uh, like breaking it up so either way uh I'm happy it's coming out. It should be entertaining to watch. And I might save getting an <laughs> HBO Max subscription for when that comes out. Really? I heard that if you have HBO Go, you automatically get HBO Max. Well, I don't have HBO Go. Val, do you still have HBO Go? No, but I have like the fancy Hulu that has everything. Ah, uh, must be nice. Well, Michelle yeah, doesn't have hers. So maybe if you were nice to <laughs> Michelle, she'd let you have hers too. Wow. There's add-ons to Hulu though. Like you can get like Shutter added to Hulu and stuff. Like does it have that? I don't I don't know about Shutter. No, cuz she uses mine. But hers has like <laughs> HBO, it has like Showtime, all that fancy stuff. I don't watch. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Just watch the news instead. <laughs> <laughs> Same shit I watch every day. How much cheers on Netflix? <laughs> Whoa. So, also in the news, I, only because we discussed this like a, a few weeks ago, um, a writer, Dennis Paoli, and this comes to us from uh, JoeBlow.com, uh, by way of Bloody Disgusting. Okay. Dennis, pa Dennis Paoli, who is a writer in Hollywood, used to work a lot with Stuart Gordon, has mentioned he would still work on a House of Reanimator movie, even though Stuart Gordon has passed. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God, could this still be happening? <laughs> Good Lord, let it go. It's, yeah. 2003, Mike. That's what they said. Per, that that pre-production started at House of Reanimator. Yeah, it's, it's come on. It's like Stuart Gordon's gone. It's like that deserves to be gone. Uh, so there's always hope. I guess. <laughs> also in the news, um, there was a trailer released for Blade: The Iron Cross. It's a uh, Puppet Master prequel. One of 50 Puppet Master prequels, I believe. And uh, it looks fucking terrible. It, the trailer looks like it's a, a Puppet Master movie. 
not like that great last Puppet Master movie we just saw. Yeah, like like this is legitimately, I think, the fourth or fifth prequel in the series. Like, this is fucking Maybe. stupid. Well, part three was a prequel. And then they had Retro Puppet Master. That was a prequel. Right. And then they did There's... the World War II ones. Right. Which I think there's two, two or three of them. About the prequels of the Puppet Master. Wait, what? So they really want you guys to know what had gone on in Puppet Master. Yeah, the, yeah right. the problem is the story is so, like, simplified. Oh. And, you know, then they're, like, making it super complicated. Now they're, like, in fucking Nazis. <laughs> like, come on. Like, come on. It's stupid. You know, yeah, those Germans, uh... if you don't come to their parties, they'll get you. They will. They will. They absolutely will. <clears throat> But speaking of Full Moon, Full Moon has added an extreme cinema series to their streaming service they have. Thank God. Well, that was re- that was really tough to say. Extreme cinema <laughs> streaming service, uh, featuring uh, some such classics as Mad Foxes, Barbed Wire Dolls, and a notorious selection of uh, the German director. Oh, uh, here we go, uh, Jorg Butegeret. I never know how to pronounce that guy's name. Uh, the guy that made Necromantic 1 and 2, Der Toadsking, and Shram. Usually the J's uh, are, like, wise. Jorg. So, Jor- Jorg Boot Garrett. Sounds good. But Garrett. But Garrett. There he is. Beautiful. So, I saw this, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I've seen most of those movies, and I'm like, it's not worth, like, a streaming subscription, like... And to get all the full moon movies, I'm like, I don't think that's worth it. So I looked up the price of the streaming service. It's five ninety nine a month or fifty dollars a year. And then I thought about it and I'm like, if I went on like a full moon binge for like a month or two and you only had to pay ten bucks, I'm like, that's a pretty fucking good deal. That is a good deal, but are you really gonna go on a full moon binge? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch all the Puppet Master prequels. Yeah, and then you gotta watch demonic toys and but I think it would be worth it for subspecies. And Dollman. I've never seen Dollman. Oh, that's a childhood favorite. It's so violent and gross. Hmm. It's about a it's about a small man who's about the size of a doll. <laughs> Indian in the cupboard? <laughs> Basically, but he's got a gun that can <laughs> blow a hole, like a three inch hole in somebody. Oh, okay. It's fucking great. It's sort of like Dirty Harry, but he's a... Oh, I can't remember the guy that's in it. Damn. I'm not going to look it up. (laughs) Okay. That's the end of it. And finally in the news, Mike, uh, this comes again from uh, JoeBlow.com, also known as Arrow in the Head. Uh, Paul Feig has completed two drafts of his Universal Monsters movie, Dark Army, which features all the Universal Monsters coming together. Why? Come on, man. You know, I bet it'll be just as good as Invisible Man was. Okay, Uh just to let you know, Universal has not signed off on this. Paul Feig just wrote two scripts. Dude, Paul Feig. I I don't want to get into it, but I, I... the only time I like Paul Feig is when in when he was in the Disney movie Heavyweights. That's the only time I like Paul Feig, and Ghostbusters was garbage. I heard you were in that movie too, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Josh. Wow, swinging, just fucking swinging. Like I don't understand their obsession with the Universal 
monsters. Like Invisible Man, I didn't like it personally. Vale didn't like it. You thought it was okay, right? Yeah, it was it was okay. I, I gave it like a seven. So I've seen from like mixed reviews to it getting praised. Like the direction on it was fantastic and everything. And the movie, I would say, is in my opinion mediocre, but people loved it. But like, really, like, what are the odds are gonna knock any other of those movies out of the park? You know, it's it's very slim, and it's just I don't know, man. I, I don't understand. Like everybody wants to do a universal movie monsters series and uh you know a, a marvel style uh the dark, the dark universe Mike. dark Tom universe that, uh, and it's like oh well that you know failed so now Paul's after one movie got, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did anybody Whoops. even see that movie i did uh i've come very close to watching it <laughs> but i haven't <laughs> I had it in my hands. I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll watch this tonight. Nah. At Universal, they've got a mummy ride, which is incredible. And, oh, that's great! Yeah. And like the whole thing is Brendan Fraser mummy. There's like, uh, you know, the um, the old uh, style black and white. They've got, you know, shit like that from all the pictures from that and stuff. And then they have like a very little section, <laughs> like a, like a couple foot by a couple foot section when you're walking out of the ride of like Tom Cruise running. <laughs> it's like they're trying they to just really... have that, They just had that footage of him screaming with no other audio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, uh, hopefully that does not happen. I just thought it was funny reading that. I'm like, Paul feed. Come on. What are you doing? Anyway, let's get to our topic of the day. We're bringing up video games. I think this is the 23rd time we've talked about horror games, or maybe it's the fourth. I don't remember. I thought it was higher than that. I think it's higher than four, but less than 20. (laughs) (laughs) All right, somewhere, somewhere in there. Maybe I'll look it up, Ah. or I just won't, or I just won't put it on here. (laughs) You just don't upload the episode. Uh, so let's talk some games here. Uh, I only really prepared for one game. Um, I don't know if you guys did a little bit more. Who wants to start? I could let Val start. Aww. All right, Val, what do you got? You're our expert. Start. Do, you want, do you not want to? No, I can't. Want me to start? I don't mind starting. Beautiful. <laughs> it has been decided. Okay. Okay. So with this whole quarantine thing. I've played a lot of games. Uh, the Resident Evil 3 came out right at the start of the quarantine, so obviously I bought that, and I got the collector's edition because I have to. And that was good. There was a lot of things about it that kind of... Like, if you're a hardcore Resident Evil 3 fan, which I never really played the original one. But there's a lot of differences in between the games, and mostly the differences were that they cut a lot of stuff out. Like, there's no clock tower anymore. There's no uh, factory, I guess. One of the bosses is gone, and then there's no park. So a lot of people were mad about that. And, I mean, if it was longer, that would have been fantastic, but it was a pretty short game. I think I only beat it in, what, two sittings, Mike? Because you were there. it was like... I don't. I was only there for like one of the settings, right? Yeah, but I got pretty far in the setting. You did. I would say you beat it in like three or four settings. Yeah. So it wasn't very long. 
But then I decided to go on a little, uh... Oh, no. What? Uh Uh-oh. Hang on. My screen just flashed as if something happened. Uh Uh-oh. No, we're still good. Sorry. I thought I lost (laughs) connection with with all my USB stuff, and I'm like, oh, that's going to fuck the recording, but it appears to still be going. Oh, no. I thought you just didn't want to talk anymore. (laughs) No, I was having some some issues with my USB hub earlier, and... uh, Oh, God, there it goes again. What is going on? We're going to die. There's everything cool. All right, I'm going to stop touching my desk. I think that might have done it. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I played a lot of horror games, I guess. So, I attempted to play Kuan because I finally picked that up. So, I have the any of the gaming nerds out there. It's like the PS2 trifectas, Haunting Ground, R- Ruler Rose, and Kuan. I have all three of them now. So I played Kuan, and then I was watching stuff online today because I played that in, like, March. And I was like, ah, oh, maybe I'll find some videos that kind of remind me of stuff because I don't really remember a whole lot. But I only beat one part of the story, and apparently there's three parts of the story. So that's good. Oh my god, what's the game like? I don't even know. Okay, so it's a From Software game, and From Software is the people that do like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, um, and you can be one of two girls, one of which, it's like an like old school Japan, and the one girl, she does like exorcisms, and the other girl is there with her sister, because her their father is at this castle or whatever so they're going to go talk to their dad but all these things happen because there's this there's these two trees that they have in the courtyard and they have like some i can't remember specifically but they're like berry trees and there's these two twin girls that are connected to the trees and basically they take people put them wrap them in cocoons throw them in um like wicker baskets and then you're reborn again but you need to keep getting reborn like you need to be reborn at least like eight times because you'll get reborn and then you start to deteriorate and your skin starts to fall off and you get really sick so you have to be reborn again and again so everybody in this like palace or castle is like totally just messed up oh what the hell is that Ah! sorry (laughs) What the hell? What is her going screen, on with you people? Her screen just went black and she couldn't see. She thought she lost it. <laughs> oh my god. What? What's wrong? There was a big giant ant in my bed. <laughs> How big? It was big. I feel like, like a it, foot? It was a flying ant. I'm not coming over tomorrow. No, I know. So anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I forgot where I was because I was scared. Cocoons. So... so yeah, your flesh is falling off and you gotta cocoon yourself. Yeah. And um the one girl she's there with her sister and her sister was reborn like that, so she's killing everybody that's not reborn yet, that's still wandering around and stuff, and it's a really weird story. Cause I was watching a YouTube video about it and some girl was talking about it. And it gets, like, really odd because there's just so much stuff that goes on in the game. And it's just, it's really unsettling because there's, like, these 
monsters that walk around and they're basically if somebody was cocooned but it was interrupted and their cocoon got ripped open or something they turn into monsters so the monsters attack you and whatever and then like the people that have been cocooned are all messed up and they try and kill you and it's insane like if you like japanese folklore i suggest playing it but i also suggest getting an emulator for it because it's stupidly expensive i I think it's the most expensive u.s ps2 game right now oh it's a u.s game yeah i thought it was imported no you can get it imported it's like 40 bucks but if you want to buy it like here i think the last time i saw it it was like 700 dollars Oh, shit. And you got a good one, too. You got the, uh, you came with the manual and everything, right? Yeah, mine came with everything, and I did not spend nearly as much. Yeah, it's $700 right now with free shipping on Amazon. <laughs> and that's just for gonna... good. So it's disc only for $700. So I'm going to I'm gonna go check my local GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say would be the price to safely pay for that? If like people like like what they heard from you and they want to go out and buy it, what would be like a good price? Do you think? I think that it's expensive either way. I think that people should just torrent it instead mm-hmm. because oh, I'm sure a lot of people, you know, it's like a niche thing. Like either you want it because it's rare, or you want to play it because it's a, it's a good horror game. You want to play it because it's a good horror game. Just emulate it. If you want to get it because it's rare, I'd say like, uh, like I don't know, four hundred maybe. But I think oh it skyrocketed because of the uh, this whole Corona thing, where now everybody's playing video games. Yeah, it's only five hundred and seventy-six bucks on eBay. Oh hell yeah! Pick that well, shit up, dude. Buy it now. Oh my. Because the reason why I asked that is because I know that you own Haunting Ground, which I've talked about on this uh, podcast before, and I think you're on that one f- for on that one uh, yeah, too, Val. Because I like you about it. Yeah, and Val got me to play Haunting Ground, and she was telling me how rare of a game it was, and it's like going for like over a hundred bucks now easily. But like, it's more after, than that now. After playing it, like, I'm not gonna say it's worth a hundred dollars, but it's fucking gorgeous. It's beautiful. Especially for a PS2 game? For, especially okay. for a PS2 game. It was, what, 2005? Oh, I think so. It was I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I think... I, I was. I remember playing it, and it was, like, shocked that it came out that year. But it's, like, gorgeous, and it has great voice acting, and it's got, you know, the, the controls are a blast. Like, I wouldn't mind paying like $100 for that game. So that's why I asked, like, is Kuan that... For you because it's 479 bucks <laughs> on Amazon right now. Okay, well, I don't think it's worth $400, but, like, is Kuan, like, <laughs> that good? Is it, like, a great game, do you think? I think it's... I think if you like Japanese-y kind of stuff, that it's a good game. Japanese-y. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I like Japanese folklore and stuff. I think it's really neat and it's interesting. So I really like it, but if I wasn't such a fan of that kind of stuff, I probably wouldn't care that much. Okay, we'll go into a background story. When I was little, I went to our uh, video rental store 
and they had it, and you could rent it. And me and my friend rented it, and I was like, this game's going to be cool. It looks super scary on the cover because it's, you know, a Japanese lady that's scary. So I was like, this is going to be awesome. And I popped it in, and it was nothing like I imagined because the monsters looked stupid, and I wasn't as into Japanese stuff as I am now. And I was like, this is dumb, and I'm going to take this back tomorrow, and I don't want to play it. But now that I kind of like that stuff, and I kind of I respect games more now than I did when I was 12 or 13. Like, I like it. Whatever, I feel like I'm going on like a... A rant. No, that's awesome. That's what we do on the podcast. It's just rant about <laughs> dumb shit. But then, so it's more than it's more than welcome. It's expected, Val. Yeah. And then I was in a from software kick apparently, which I was telling Mike because I bought a game oh. called Echo Knight that was on the original PlayStation, and that was a really weird game, which Mike watched me play most of his. We weren't I thought, you were, I thought you were going to say that one on the Xbox where you're the president of the United States and you, and you ride around in a mech and like have to fight the vice president. No. Saints Row 4? No, it's it's called, let's see, I gotta look this up. It's from software, I know that. Metal Wolf Chaos. Oh, I heard about that. I was reading or I was watching a YouTube video about how Echo Knight kind of paved the way for From Software and they commented on that too. And I was like, hmm. Probably at the end of buying it. Um, was it any good? Did you uh, play it, it? I've watched video of it and it's hilarious. It's on, I know it's on Steam and probably on like PS4 or the uh, Xbox One as a digital download, I think. I know they released it like uh, a year or two ago, people were like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> Why did From Software make this? These are the guys from Dark Souls? They made Armored Core, which I had no idea about. Yeah, they're nuts. Yeah, but uh, I was playing a game called Echo Knight, and it's like super corny and weird, because you, uh, you find out that your dad... Like, he had passed away, and he left you the house, but then the house gets on fire, so then you go to check the house, and you find, like, this key. You use the key in a room, and there's just a painting of, like, a cruise ship. So you touch, like, the painting, and then you're in the cruise ship, and you're supposed to save all of the ghosts in the ship by either, Mm. like, giving them something that they need or reuniting them with another ghost or going into the past... And finding something in their past, and you give it to them, and then whenever you help them, they leave like these little purple orbs that you have to collect. And you give to this seedy guy that's in like you. You can only access him if there's like a gold, like sun kind of plaque on the wall, and you have to read a book in front of that plaque to get to this guy and give him the orbs. But it's, like, a really, like, weird game because there's this guy that was, like, stalking. Well, not, like, stalking, but, like, him and your dad were into a thing because he has this, like, red knife that makes you evil and it possesses you and whatever. So you're supposed to get that knife and, like, get rid of it because it's evil. And this guy's still around, like how many years later doing evil stuff and he's like the big reason why all these people on this cruise ship are all messed up and it was like a really interesting game that one i would say is worth the money if you like 
good, like, old-school horror. But you can, and that's like, the Echo Knight. Yeah, and you can only get the good ending if you uh, help all of the ghosts in the ship, which is easy. Except they spent, like, two hours because you have to save three ghosts in a casino. Which means that you have to win at roulette, and then you have to win at uh, blackjack. And I could do the roulette no problem, but the blackjack was absolutely infuriating. It's 21, Val. Come on. No, they cheated, though. Because every time I was at, like, 20, <laughs> she's like, oh, I got blackjack. Or I hit 19, and she's like, guess what? I got I got 19, too, so it doesn't count for you. It's just like, what the fuck? What a bitch. Yeah. I was like, you suck. Like you. But I did it, so. Saved all the spooky ghosts. Excellent. It but sounds complicated. It involved. It was an honest day's work. Someone had to do it. <laughs> awesome. So how about you, Mike? What, uh, what game did you choose? Uh, so I chose two games. Um, since Val knocked both of hers out, I'll probably do the same. Because, okay, so as previously mentioned, I am a giant, giant pussy yes. when it comes right. to horror games. I'm glad, with, with tits. I'm glad both of you remember <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I decided to, um, not open the right file with my notes. So I'm going to do that now. There we go. And so I decided to pick two, uh, shorter horror games that are pretty easily accessible. Um, the first one is called the uncle that works for Nintendo and it's a browser based visual novel. So you could literally go just Google the uncle that works for Nintendo and you could play it in your browser. Um, it was done by Michael Lutz from like 2014 or 15. I don't really know the exact release date of it. But it's a game that's set in the 90s about a kid and uh, his best friend who has a mysterious uncle that's said to be an employee of Nintendo. You spend the night at your buddy's house and hear that his uncle is coming over around midnight. So it's a very quick game. It's got like five or six different endings to it. And it's all novel based. It's like those old school 80s PC games where it's like, go right, go left, you know, but you're not typing anything in, but you're choosing different uh, choices. So in the beginning of the game, you get to your friend's house and it's like any other sleepover. You get dropped off by your mom and you enter this kid's house. The parents greet you and your friend whose name that you have to pick at the beginning of the beginning of the game shows you his room. He's got all the 90s consoles. Eventually, you take up residence in the main den area, though. Uh, From there, you go to different places like the bathroom or the kitchen and you could kind of pick uh different choices of what you want to do like you can go to the kitchen and pick out a different snack in the refrigerator or you can go to the bathroom and like look at his bathtub and he makes a little comment of it um you can also explore the the den area you could look at pictures on the wall or stare at this grandfather clock that keeps ticking and it keeps letting you know that it's getting closer and closer to midnight so uh, a little ways into the game uh the kid's mom comes into the room and she's like she gives you some popcorn and she's like oh don't forget your uncle's coming in at midnight and the kid's like oh yeah so you kind of question why he's coming in at midnight and what's this uncle all about and the kid's like oh yeah he works for nintendo um i don't want to get too into the story because like i said it's a really short game but there's like certain texts that you can pick to go to the following screen and those texts like will provide a sound. So it's really recommended to use headphones for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time like the grandfather clock 
goes like you hear the grandfather clock like like chime in your ear and uh when the uncle does come he's like slamming on the front door to like knock um yeah like it's just like there's other like ominous sounds too so like while you're waiting to pick a choice like you'll hear dogs barking and you'll hear like the storm it's raining outside you'll hear that in the background and gives a nice little ambiance to overall atmosphere of the the game so um every screen you choose the best answer and depending on the answers that you choose it gives you one of five different endings you really have to exhaust the dialogue choices and each playthrough gives you like a new experience and if you get an ending you don't care for you can restart the game at 7 p.m five hours before the uncle arrives um the game like i said it's a visual novel but it actually had me sort of tense, probably because I'm a big vagina when it comes to these kind of things. <laughs> um, I played it and I discovered all five of the endings. And if you unlock all five endings, then there's something at the end of the game. So it makes you want to go back to it and dig deep into it. So like the fifth and final ending is not really like the end of the game. So if you do decide to play this like and you've hit all five of those endings, there's another option there that you got to click on. I'm not going to get into it because it's a big spoiler, but um, I really recommend seeing, you know, what happens. And yeah, it's it's I, I recommend it. It's not a long game. Like each playthrough will probably take you like 15, 20 minutes. Hmm. I played it for like an hour and a half and just, I beat the whole thing. So it's it's a, it's a great little time waster. I got a burp. There we go. I was holding that in for a while. That's a great little time waster. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a good little time waster. You can play it in your browser. Um, it's not recommended to play it on the phone though. Um, but yeah, if you hop on a PC, you got like two hours to kill. It's a cool little story. Um, yeah, and it really makes you involved. You know, it's very tense. You, you know, you're just waiting for that uncle to come at midnight who works for Nintendo, and it's it's awesome. So it's at, at my uncle that works for Nintendo.com or what is it? Uh, the game is called The Uncle That Works for Nintendo, and it's on different websites. Like the the guy who made it allowed a whole bunch of websites to host it, so you can you could find it on various amount of websites, and it's you could yeah you just you play it in your browser. Well. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um. Uh, Sweet. I, I I will definitely check that out. Yeah, and um, and that kind of goes into the next game that I had. Uh, it was called Killer Frequency. Now, this one you have to download. It's like any other PC game. Um, it's not on any consoles. I don't think it's even on Steam. Uh, but it's developed by the members of Team 17 who worked on Worms and the Escapist games. And this was just mm-hmm. this is a game done in like the developer's spare time. Like this is like a very extracurricular game. Um, so this game is also another like 30 minute get through it kind of game. Uh, but you're an overnight DJ named Forrest Nash who works at 189.16 the scream. So it's around midnight and your producer tells you it's time to tell the listeners the news. So you read from sponsors and bring up the news. The newsman says that there is a convicted maniac on the loose escaping from a local penitentiary. The sheriff wants people to stay inside and lock the doors. He's also three weeks away from retirement and he's not answering anybody's phone calls <laughs> because he's so close to retirement. Um, the switchboard lights up when you take your first call of the night. So, uh, this is a point and click game. Um, and, uh, 
the first call that you get is a young girl saying that she may be getting stalked by the man from the news report. Some dialogue choices open up and you begin to give advice to her on what to do. The choices you make determine if the person lives or dies. So the entire game... Uh, what? I said, huh? Oh, <laughs> I thought you were trying to say something else. Um, no. The entire game takes place in just a little radio studio. So there are various things you can interact with in that studio to assist the callers. Uh, you have to search around the studio for clues on how to help these people. So like I said, it's a point and click game. So uh, you may have to go and turn something on in your studio because it's shut off, or you have to look at a map because somebody needs to know which way to go to escape this maniac. Um, in between callers, you got to play music for the listeners and then hope the callers actually call back after you give them advice. So when the callers call back, they could legitimately ask you for directions on how to evade the killer. Like, literally, do I go right or left? Um, there are three people that call you over this whole course of the game because they say that they can't reach the sheriff. You sometimes have to look at a map or solve various puzzles around the studio in between these calls. Um, there are no different endings to the game. You just need to try and save all three callers. So if you fail to save someone, you hear them die over the phone, and the DJ makes a wisecrack about not being a professional and just a radio host. So, like, he's kind of a dick. And uh, if, like, say one of the callers, if you don't save them, he's like, well, she, she should have called the cops anyway. <laughs> he, like, just goes on from there. Um <laughs> The game's fun for like a sitting or two. It's it's got really 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 good voice work, and some of the lines are like maybe chuckle. Uh, the puzzles aren't hard at all. It's a good time waster, and it's actually completely free. Um, I went to a website that starts with a Z. I literally just googled it, and I downloaded the game. And yeah, it was it was a cool little time waster. Um, I played it for like an hour or two, and I ended up uh, saving I think like two out of the three people. But yeah, it makes me want to go back and try to save the, the third person, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, a, it's like I said, it's it's a very very short game. Um, it's a nice little another nice little time waster for people. But you do have to download it. But it's completely free, like the first one. So, so uh, this or my uncle at Nintendo, which which do you think is better? Um, I would say. For like, if you've just got like a little bit to spare, I would I would suggest the uncle that works for Nintendo because you can play it in a browser and it takes like no time at all. You don't have to wait for it to install. But this game, you know, there's a little more production to it because it's a point and click game. There's graphics to it. So you got to download it and and all that. But there, this one's a little more intricate and it has um, it has a good story. But I think the story in the uncle that works for Nintendo is a little better. Hmm. So. I like it. Alternative choices, like short games. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I, dude, I tried. I really, really tried to play like a full length game, but my anxiety fucks me up when it comes to these types <laughs> of games. Like, I think I said on the other podcast, like I actually legit had a panic attack while playing uh, Blair Witch with Val, and she and just I saw me like that. it was rough. Yeah, I, I like collapsed on the floor. I was like, I'm done. So <laughs> that's it. Yeah, like, no, I can't do it. Like, but it bad, doesn't make sense. Yeah, I got a horrible, like, I got a really bad migraine from it. But at the same time, like, I love Dead Space 2. I love Dead Space 1. You so like it I, when you're more able to protect yourself in a game. Yeah, maybe it's like more action horror. That's why you don't like yeah. survival horror. 
Yeah, it's, oh, man, survival horror. I I can't do it because like trying to conserve ammo and stuff. That's why I like the games that I picked because they're short. They got like a, a short little premise to them, and but they still offered a, a good amount of like tension and everything. Like that, just for being a, a visual novel, like that. Uh, the uncle that works for Nintendo is fantastic. The story is awesome, and it's both games are free. It's like I'd pick those games in a heartbeat. So. Sweet. All right, I'll go. I'll go through my one game because I've got like <laughs> a fucking. I got like a four-page rant written here. Let's hear it. It's, it's getting longer. All right, so I chose uh, Doom Eternal, um, mostly because I fucking love Doom, and in terms of horror games, uh, this is not really you know it's not like a survivor horror, a survival horror. I lost my mouth for a second, um, but it's. You know, it's Doom. I mean, if you're familiar with the Doom 2016 game, then you sort of know what you're getting from Doom Eternal. What I wasn't really aware of was that Doom Eternal is, like, I thought it was going to be like, oh, you're getting a few more levels and a bunch of multiplayer. I was expecting sort of like a Doom 2016 expansion. This is a full, full sequel, longer than the original Doom 2016 game. Uh, way more features, different guns, all kinds of shit that they put into this thing, packed it full, like, full story. I was like, oh my god, this is like a legit game. Which, I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize it was going to be that much. So, uh, yeah, Doom 2016 was one of my favorite FPS games. I loved that it was so goddamn fast compared to other modern first-person shooters that are out there. Uh, the game design was just awesome, and it pushed you... To, like, run towards your enemies and be in the middle of a fight if you tried to play it safe and, like, duck and cover in, in Doom 2016, you would be slaughtered. Like, they, you wouldn't survive. You have to get in the middle of a fight and just start blasting employees of, of the Mars facility that got turned to zombies. And I loved it. I, I love that it made you play that way. Like, you have to be, like, in the middle of it. And Doom Eternal is that like, times ten. Like, the the fighting in Eternal is more frantic than in Doom 2016. There's a lot more techniques to master in terms of, you know, it's it's not just using your, your weapons in one way or another. Uh, you have to, like, track where your armor is, where your health is, where your ammo is for all your weapons. And they add, like, a, a rock-paper-scissors type situation on top of the regular gameplay where you need like your flamethrower to boost your armor and you need you know your uh your chainsaw to recharge your ammo and if you want to get health you can either do it by um glory killing enemies or by you know using like uh, an alt weapon like your freeze grenades that can give you health or, or, the, or the blood punch which gives you health so there's like you have to play this sort of cat and mouse game where you're like all right what am i low on right now I need to get ammo, so I'm going to chainsaw the next guy. Okay, how about right now? While my armor's starting to drop, I just took a hit. I better build up the armor. Okay, how about now? Well, now I'm running low on health. So it's like you're always in the middle of any single battle. You have to like keep track of where you are. And if you have any of these um, boosting mechanisms, the flamethrower, the chainsaw, the blood punch, if they're charged up and ready to use. So there's a lot of, like, sort of paying attention to how you actually play. It's not just blindly running in. Um, another, like, interesting thing is they they changed around the way you move in the game a little bit. And Doom 2016, um, 
you know, you can double jump and it's really fast and you're like running around shooting stuff, but this game is like two or three times faster. They've added a double dash mechanic so you can dash in any direction, uh, whether you're in the air or on the ground. Um, they also added the meat hook to your super shotgun, which is just a grappling hook that sort of operates like uh, like uh, Link in a Zelda game where you can just shoot it at an enemy and it pulls you towards the enemy. Um which is great for getting around any environment, and you could use it to actually sort of whip yourself up higher to get more ground. If there's an enemy above you, you can, like, pull yourself up into the air and then use a double jump, and you could get even higher than you normally would. And add that with the with the dashes, that recharge, and it's like you're just literally running around this environment, you know, trying to find the best way to take out uh, any demon that's on the screen. Um, one thing I'll say that... Maybe not a detriment, but it's more complicated than I think it needs to be, is the upgrade system in this game. Everything can be upgraded in the game. The amount of health, the amount of armor, ammo you can carry is all upgradable with crystals that you find. The Any any normal gun can be upgraded with two alternate fire modes, except the super shotgun, you just get the meat hook on that one. Um... Each alt-fire mode has additional upgrades you can use to make it more useful. You have two types of grenades, your regular and your ice. Each of those can be upgraded in various ways. Uh, you could pick up runes, which enhance like your abilities. Like For instance, uh, maybe one of them makes a, an enemy um, go into their staggered state for longer, or another one lets you pick up you know, items from different distances, or faster glory kills, or like all kinds of different stuff that you can use from the from the runes. And it's like, does it really need to be that complicated? Like, I think you could have taken some of these and blended them together and not had so many different upgrade systems. Um, but still, after running through the game one time, like, I realized where I had fucked up, and, like, I put upgrades into things that I wasn't going to need. I'm like, oh, shit, I thought this was going to be useful, and it's worthless. I should have thought about it before I did it. Uh, let's see, the monsters in the game, a lot of them return from Doom 2016. Um, you have some old-school Doom enemies that come back again. The Archvile, the Arachnatron are, you know, sort of regulars in the game. And there's newcomers like the Snake Whip Lady thing. I can't, I don't remember its name. Uh, the fat guy that generates shields. Um, the Doom Hunters, which are fucking really tough. And uh, everybody's favorite internet topic for Doom at the moment, the Marauders. Um, but the game also has, like, actual bosses that, some of them are just stronger versions of enemies that you come across regularly, like the Doom Hunter and the Marauder, but others like the Gladiator or the Con Maker are, like, traditional boss fights in Doom, and, like, that's pretty fucking cool to put that in. Mm. Um, speaking of the Marauders, Mike, I know you've played this, you've played, uh, Doom Eternal, right? Right. Uh, you, have you made it far enough to get into Marauder fights? Yeah, I, I've quit when I was like three chapters away from the ending. So there's like an ongoing thing on the internet where some people are like, Oh, this is the worst part of the game and it ruins the game and blah, blah, blah. Did you think that this is like a, you know, an end all for the game? Like this is all oh, this ruins doom for me. So like, okay. I love doom 2016. Um, it's so fast paced and you could, you know, you would you could literally just pick up a controller and knock out a level in like an hour. You know, it's 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 awesome. There was not many times in that game where something stopped me from progression. The only thing I would say about the Marauders in this one is that it stops you from progression. I think they're 
I wouldn't say they're difficult. Like the first Marauder boss fight, I had, you know, was pulling my hair out. And it was like, what the hell, man? It was like he was just whooping my ass, even though I beat him on the first try. Um, And then all of a sudden, like you said, you know, now they are like sprinkled in fights here and there. Um, I just I honestly think that they just prevent um, progression more than anything. I don't think that they're fun to play um because they're just i think that they're just overpowered but at the same time is i don't think that they're really that difficult i just like okay i want to just progress to the next area of the map i don't want to just sit here and dance with this marauder for the next five minutes like yeah i i don't know that's just that's what i wanted in a doom game it's just to slaughter everything get power-ups and just kind of be simple-minded and not really have to think and like with this guy you know, if you're looking at him and you shoot him, he automatically throws a shield up. Like you have to dance right. around him and do all this. And so I personally don't like them, but at the same time, is I don't think they're really that difficult. Right. You can't just unload on these guys. Right. They have an unbreakable shield and he throws a axe energy thing at you. And then if you get too close, he hits you with a shotgun. So like people are like, oh, I can't just unload on him. So this guy sucks. And it's like, I mean, I sort of get what they did. Like, most of the enemies in the game, if you have powerful enough weapons and ammo, you can just overpower any enemy just by just blasting them. You know, as long as you're not in the way of their projectiles or whatever. But the Marauder, you can't do that. You have to be like, wait for an opening. Hit him. Okay, now he's faltered and I can, you know, do some damage one way or another. So I didn't I didn't really mind him too much. I actually didn't like the, the, um, the Doom Hunters more. I thought those were way more annoying. Those are the guys with the energy shield and like you have to take away their shield and then you got to blow up their little cart they have under them. And then you got to like they're flying around the screen. And I was like, these guys are more of, you know, I felt they interrupted the gameplay more than the uh, the Marauders did, in my opinion. But I, I still didn't mind. I was just like, oh, shit, here we go. You know, this I have to actually change my attention to, to this one enemy instead of my frantic going, you know, around the whole area like i normally do this really makes me want to play the game oh good well then i've done my job um (laughs) story wise unlike doom 2016 i think there's a lot more story in this game and they try to explain a lot of the background shit they had in uh, doom uh, 2016 where like oh you know you're you're the doom slayer but you don't really know what that means you're just a guy that wakes up in a coffin but they sort of give a lot of background to it now and if you read all the text files you can pick up throughout the game you know it really gets into into depth and detail of the story and they sort of did it in a way where you can actually tie together like the old school doom games into this one like sort of after the events of those games uh, you know, you become the Doom Slayer, and it's like, oh shit, this is pretty fucking cool. I, I like how they they did their best to fold it in, but the story doesn't get in the way. You know, it's just crazy nonsense. If you want to skip any cutscene in the game, you can just skip any cutscene in the game. Like even if it's your first time playing, they don't make you watch anything if you don't want to. Hmm. Which is which is uh, you know a plus for a lot of people. They're like, I don't care, I just want to play. So that's awesome, and. You know, explaining how there's like two factions of it's not just the demons, but there's also the maker faction who used to be allied with you. And there's like this whole po- like political thing going on in the background. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm just here to put a shotgun up a demon's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, I mean, overall, I think this game is faster, meaner, and it's actually more arcadey than Doom 2016. They've got, like, some goofy stuff put in, you know, from, like, your ammo upgrades to, like, it makes a little popping noise when you headshot an enemy. It's like, every time you get one, so you're like, oh, I know I hit that guy in the head. Um, and, and the situations that you're dropped in off, like, they seem really daunting. You're like, how the fuck am I going to get out of this? Like, I've got, like... You know, this I got a bad save point or something where I got to fight like all these enemies, but you, you know, you just like pull it together and and blast through. Uh, like I love that other Doom so much. That's probably like a nine out of ten. I think I like this one a little more. Really? Like a nine and a, I think I might go with a nine and a half. Wow! Like it's so frantic, it's so over the top that I'm like, yes, I, this is exactly what I wanted. Uh, I didn't do anything with the, the multiplayer, so I don't know anything about that. But one thing I will say, I mean, I I, I, I don't know if you're playing on a uh, a console, Mike. I don't know how anyone plays this with a controller. I, I really don't. Like, there's so much twitch that you need to, like, turn and blast a guy and then turn immediately around and, like, you know, dash some other way. I just, I mean, that could be my PC Master Race talking, but I, I don't know how you do this with a controller. <laughs> Well, don't they have, like, a controller sensitivity, Mike? Uh, I never adjusted it on that one, but I'm assuming that they do. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they, I'm sure they do. But, like, if, if if you watch videos online of guys playing some of this stuff, like, I <laughs> I watched, like, a little bit of a speed run today, like, just to see, like, oh, how do people actually, like, you know, really good people play this game? And I was, like, my jaw dropped. I'm like, what the f- like this guy's like one-shotting enemies it's on nightmare difficulty he's killing everything i'm like jesus christ and they're it's basically a speed run you know going through the game killing it in as minimal time as possible and i'm like thinking about me playing i'm like oh my god i'm so slow and shitty (laughs) (laughs) those fucking speed run guys are nuts but yeah it's it's fucking great i i really like it as a big doom fan uh you know from way back when and and the just the last game that came out. I think this is a worthy successor. So, all right, that's it. What do you think overall, Mike? Did you, did you enjoy it as much? I didn't. Or, I mean, you didn't finish it. You said I. I really didn't. Um, I like Doom twenty sixteen. I would probably give like a nine and a half out of ten. I love that game so much, and I was I was so hyped for this one. I even bought like the collector's edition for this. I got myself the little Doom helmet and everything and uh i'm i was all on board and then when i started playing it like i'm gonna be that guy like i don't like overly difficult games i really don't um and i was so i started playing it on easy and like i am getting destroyed on that thing but i kept playing it and kept playing it and i just found that the game is way more annoying than anything like in doom 2016 man like if I was having like a rough day, I would throw that on. I would know that I could like go through the game and just like pummel some demons and just crush some heads. And in this one, I'm doing way more thinking and like puzzle solving, which I wasn't ready for in this. I don't want platforming sections. I don't want to. Oh, I forgot to bring up the platforming. Yeah. That was another week. Yeah. Like there's, there's multiple and like, a good portion of the game is 
jumping and dashing to this point and climbing up a little and then dashing to this point. So while the game is a lot faster, I feel like it's way more annoying because while you're trying to dash to those sections, there's there's one part in it. Uh, it's towards like the middle of the game where you're dashing on different rocks and there's just enemies everywhere that just want to kill you and you're trying to dash and you're getting hit in midair and it's just like you're just trying to get to this one rock and it's <laughs> infuriating and yeah i know what you're talking about yeah it's just i don't and like i was saying before there's so much stopping you from progression i i don't know if it's just me and you know and Please forgive me if it is just me, but there was one section where I actually had to YouTube it because I didn't know what the hell to do. There's a puzzle where you are lifted up on this elevator and then you are brought to another level. You have to kill some enemies and then you have to power up a laser to open a door. And Mm -hmm. I was running around. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? So meanwhile, I'm not playing Doom. I'm running around trying to solve a puzzle that was oblivious to me. So I had to YouTube it and realize that that lift that brings you up into the air, you got to run over and hit a button real quick before the lift goes back down. And that's what opens the door. I was looking all over the place for this button to open the door and I just could not find it. And that completely took me out of the game. It completely took me out of this whole like doom experience. I'm like, I'm not, I can't sit down with this game and knock out a level and feel better about myself because I'm watching ammo. I'm trying to dash out of the way with this dash out of the way with that. And maybe, you know, maybe the games is not for me. And it's, you know, towards an audience that likes a lot of challenge in their games. But if I'm getting this frustrated and easy, like I can't I can't play the game. I can't finish it. Um, So, yeah, maybe these are like very like uh, criticisms that aren't a big deal to most people. But if you're looking for like. I want to say like a relaxing Doom experience. Like, oh no, it's not relaxing. No, it's at all. And I feel like Doom 2016 is relaxing because I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like a Doom Slayer, man. I feel like, you know, I feel like this guy who's going to pummel a demon. In this game, I feel weak. I don't feel like I'm going to go into a section and just beat the hell out of everything. I feel like I'm oh, going to get massacred. I think it's just the opposite. Like when I show up into a room and I see all these enemies spawn. I'm like, here we fucking go. Yeah. And like, it's just balls to the wall. And even, even if I die a few times, I'm like, I don't even give a shit. I'm going to fucking lay this guy <laughs> out this time. And that's why like, I, was, I don't know. I, I was trying to think that way, but there's like certain enemies too, where you have to destroy a little red console or else they keep respawning. And like sometimes, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. little red console is in a corner of a room you've never seen before. So you're jumping around. Yeah, but that's to... the first thing you're supposed to look for is go find that thing. Right, but it doesn't. The levels don't really. And yeah, maybe it's just me again. The levels don't tell you when you're about to enter that kind of fight. So you're fighting and you're wasting ammo and you're like fighting these demons and you're like, wait a second, you know, demons aren't really disappearing. They keep. And then you're like, oh, I gotta go find one of these things. You didn't. You didn't notice the demons are covered in red. Uh, were they covered in red? Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, wait, whenever, I'm, whenever. I'm thinking of those other guys that spawn demons. What are you? Th- oh, you're, oh, I see. You're thinking the arch vials. Yeah, the arch vials where they're, they'd like hide in a corner and they're just spawning yeah. demons. And you're like, what the hell? And you're like, oh, this guy's in the corner. Just like, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I was kind of getting frustrated with that. I'm like, ah, not for me. Yeah, no, I th- that part with the switch that you're talking about, where you gotta like hit the thing and then run over. Yeah, I got stuck on that same part, and I will say, they did not prepare you 
for like a puzzle type thing in any sort of way. Like there was never there, there's a later there's a I'm sorry a, a level later in the game where you where you have to hit two switches like in a row like close in timing to get the uh, thing to pop up mm-hmm. and and when you first enter the level that's the fucking first thing that's right in front of you there's a switch on your left you hit it and then a, a, a light comes on and then a light turns off and you hit a switch on your right and the light turns on and the light turns off and you're like oh okay I have to boom boom okay there we go and they both open the door up so then later in the level you see the same switch and you go okay there's another one around here somewhere but the the part you're talking about, yeah, they didn't prepare you for it at all. It's just there. You're like, oh, I didn't realize I had to, like, hit this one thing and then scoot over real quick and hit this other switch. Like, it doesn't explain it. it you're like, I don't, I don't get it. What am I doing wrong? Yeah. Yeah, that part was, was messed up. But, no, I, I loved it, man. When I, when I finally beat the last boss, I came downstairs. Excuse me. And Elisa was downstairs um, in the kitchen doing something. And I came down and I'm drenched in sweat. <laughs> and she's like, she looks at me and she's like, what the fuck were you doing? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's doom. I just beat doom. And she goes, didn't you have AC on? I'm like, yeah, it was blasting right <laughs> on me. <laughs> I'm like out of breath. Oh, no, I loved it. I, I actually, I can't wait to go back and pick up all the shit that I missed. Like I intend on, you know, trying to like 100% the game or whatever, yeah. trying to get all the, uh, all the goodies and shit. So, but with that, I don't know. I loved it, man. I just loved it. Val, do you like like a first person shooter craziness? Or I mean, I know you love you know more like uh, 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 slower, like Resident Evil style. Pick this thing up and it gets really creepy. But do you do you play these kind of games? I'll play any game really. The only games I don't like are like the real time strategy. The only reason I didn't play Doom Eternal is because Animal Crossing came on out on the same day. And I had priorities. I needed to play Animal Crossing first. And then I haven't stopped. I'm like two hundred and almost three hundred hours in Animal Crossing. Listen, I'm only like twenty hours in Doom. You can just squeeze it right in there. But but how do I talk to my my hamster? Can't talk to my hamster well, while I'm playing, well, do you could play Animal Crossing while you play Doom? Yes. <laughs> Just leave your switch on running because nothing happens in Animal Crossing, and then you whoa, know, whoa, whoa, whoa. In, in between levels, you could go collect a bug or whatever you got. <laughs> no. You're stepping a line here that you don't want to step. At. <laughs> you can go collect a bug or whatever you got to do. Isn't that what the game is? Collecting bugs. I mean, yeah. Bugs, fossils, you catch fish, you make your little town all fancy, because I got a five-star town, and Mike only has three. <laughs> mm, I see. <laughs> well, Doom Eternal might not be your kind of game, Mike, but I don't think Animal Crossing is my kind of game. Yeah, that's fine. As I'm, like, I, I don't see, I, like, I don't get it. I don't get why Doom Eternal is not my kind of game. Because like I liked Doom. I what? I said because you liked Doom. Yeah, I, I love Doom, man. I, I there is like certain like I said, I like horror action games, like Dead Space and you know like Resident Evil Five, which I know, but I, I I love those types of games. But like when it comes to like this, I was like having really bad like anxiety attacks while playing it. 
<laughs> I was. I just. I honestly just don't think no, I can I, handle it. I'm. I'm laughing, but I fully understand because, like, literally, I could feel my heart pacing, and I'm like, All right, I gotta take a break. I'm too old for this. I can't handle this kind of stress. <laughs> so I was like, the whole time I was like looking at my ammo, and I'm. I'm getting. Like I said, I almost. I basically almost beat the game. I'm like two or three chapters away from it being done. But yeah, if you got if you got Archvile showing up, you're towards the end. Yeah, and I I know that I'm gonna end up playing it and beating it, but all that was like going against me, like looking at my ammo, trying to conserve ammo, and then dealing with don't conserve, just unload, and then when you think you're running out, just, just hit a guy with a yeah, chainsaw. Yeah, hit the chainsaw. Oh. And I actually I dabbled in the multiplayer, and it's it, it's really bad <laughs> from what I was playing. <laughs> like uh, the the the. Um, Oh my god, what am I, I can't even think. The section I played, yeah, well, what? I was going to say, in this game, like, there's, isn't there only, like, one mode? Yeah, like, there's, mode, like, duh, that's what I was trying to think for some reason. The, the one mode that I played, it's two demons against the Slayer. And you're, like, I, you can pick which demon you want to be, and uh, you're going to be the Slayer, and you gotta, as the Slayer, you gotta kill the other demons, and the demons gotta kill you. And it's, like, a, a ten minute match. And there's, like, three rounds and you know you can have different kind of upgrades and to to face these other two demons so basically it's a hopping around match where you're just hopping around trying to kill the demons and the demons are hopping around trying to kill you i play like a couple rounds and i'm like i'm done with this i mean that sounds like it would be entertaining with friends but i wouldn't want to play that with strangers like that sounds horrible but i think they've i've like i said i played it you know when it came out was it april 20th or uh was it march 20th March 20th, yeah. So, like, I played it in, like, early April, and I think they've expanded upon the multiplayer, so it could be a lot better now. I don't know, but... But like I said, I'm gonna I, go I, back. I, I might never play the multiplayer, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a multiplayer, F, you know, this type of... I mean, maybe if it was, like, if they had, like, Team Deathmatch, okay, then I might be in on that, because right. I love Team death, team Deathmatch. But that's because I'm an old, craggly fuck, and... Uh, I like my stuff like it was in the late 90s hey man, and I'm, anything else is, I'm is different and scary. big Unreal Tournament fan, so... <laughs> oh my god. Why isn't there an Unreal Tournament? <laughs> uh, they made they made Unreal Championship for the original... Was it the original Xbox? Yeah, I think it was the original Xbox. Nah, I, I have that on Steam, and I played it like a couple years ago, and it just it didn't feel right. It wasn't, you know, like... Actually, they brought... Unreal- 2006 was, oh my yeah, god they, it was so good yeah they they brought unreal tournament 2004 to steam like you can i have it on there's like a oh yeah no i i I, would, I probably got it on you know some epic pack or something yeah. back in the day uh, what are you gonna do complain i will complain <laughs> it's my right god damn it whoa wow wow <laughs> whoa whoa all right let's wrap this up what do you guys think Sure. Any last thoughts? Val, real quick, what do you, uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot. If you don't have an answer, that's fine. But, like, um, what do you think are the good horror games to look out for this year? Oh, Last of Us 2. Is that out this year? Yeah, that comes yeah. out uh, June 16th. Are those June 19th? Whatever, I don't care. I saw the <laughs> uh, State of Play earlier, and it looks phenomenal. That's all I got, though. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's just PS4, right? Yes. I can't think of any other, like, 
other games because I know that with this whole COVID thing, they've pushed a lot of games back and a lot of uh, game places are like, well, we or whatever game companies, they don't want to release the games during this for whatever reason. We hate money. We hate that people are stuck and and are looking for games to play. I mean, look at Animal Crossing. That came out during quarantine, and it already had like 13 million sales within like a couple weeks. Yeah, people are putting like Animal Crossing and like Doom Eternal as like their games of the year. But Last of Us 2 is probably going to beat the shit out of Doom Eternal. Animal Crossing, I'm not so sure because it's got a huge following. But I can't the, oh, game of the year. Games. But also, I don't know. Tony Hawk Pro Skater remasters coming out in September. All right, let me let me gripe about something real uh, quick. Uh, here we go, <laughs> Mister Complainer. Okay, <laughs> Tony Hawk Pro Skater remaster, whatever the fuck it's called, oh. uh, I believe is a remake of Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD, which came out like eight years ago. Yeah, it was bad. Oh, I. Oh, I know it's not, but it's it's. <laughs> but Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD features levels and gameplay from Tony Hawk One and Two, and also most of the original tracks with an update, upgraded HD graphics. Eight years ago. Eight years ago, mm-hmm. right? But this one is is completely different because this one features uh, levels and gameplay from Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two, along with original, along with the tracks from those games, and an upgraded HD skin over the top. Right, like I see what you're saying, but all the tracks aren't back. So, and it, also it's worse. So <laughs> there, there is a minor <laughs> detriment to it. But the game devs, who I think that's the same game devs who did the Crash Bandicoot uh, remaster. Activision? So I don't know. It's not Activision. Who the hell is making it? Uh, I it's don't know, not. I ain't getting up on my steps to go look at my game. <laughs> well, yeah, ne- well, never, NeverSoft released the originals, and Activision bought NeverSoft. So, well, I know it's the same um, developer as the Crash Bandicoot remaster, but so they uh, completely built this game from the ground up. So while everything is still there, there's some tracks that are some music tracks that are left out due to licensing issues, and um, all the um, all the levels are back. But there's going to also be different uh, unlockable skaters, like uh, the bonus skaters. So there's not going to probably Spider-Man's not going to be in this. But, right, you know, right, people right. are thinking like Crash Bandicoot might be in it or, you know, something that's a little updated. But this was built from supposedly the, the ground up. I mean, I love Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Don't yes. get me wrong. Uh, I just I don't need to play a new version of it every four or five years or eight years. This isn't Resident Evil Four we're talking about, where it's got to be on every single console ever made. Yeah, no kidding. I don't know though. Like I grew up on one and three big time, so I'm like super excited for this. Val beat my ass in Tony Hawk Pro Skater one time. Yeah. I never play with her again. Then you never play it again. Never. Right? She. That happened with. That happened with me on uh, the Wii U Smash, Elisa BB once, and I was like, I don't like this game anymore. Wasn't she Toon Link or something? No, no, no. That was, she likes to play Toon Link in the, uh, in the, the Wii, uh, what do you call it, the Switch version. Oh, yeah. okay. Because I remember you said that she was Toon Link. I don't know. She refuses to play anyone else. <laughs> so, uh, by principle. Real quick, before we scratch, I just Googled Horror Games 2020 to see what else is coming out. Um, Val, like, stop me if you feel like something's worth mentioning. 
Um, Remothered, Broken Porcelain is coming out. You watched me play the first one. Yes, I did. Okay, so yeah. that that's coming out. Little Nightmares 2 is coming out this year. Which, that's probably going to be good, because Little Nightmares was fantastic. But you wouldn't know, because you didn't play it when oh, I let you borrow mine. Correct. Yes. <laughs> anyway. I'm not even going to bother letting you borrow Remothered. Oh, 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 okay. Um, also, Someday You'll Return is coming out. I've never heard of that. Um, Amnesia Rebirth. I've never played any of the Amnesia games, but I know I need to. Uh, I played I played like five minutes of the first one once and got confused and then never played it again. <laughs> Curled up into a ball. Because, and... well, <laughs> so that was, I used to have, it was, it was an old laptop that I had. And I was like, oh, I'll play this some other time. And then I, like, I built a gaming PC, and I never re-downloaded it. And it just sits in my Steam library. I hear it. I never download it. I hear it. I'm pretty fantastic. sure it's on Steam. Maybe we could uh, play that sometime, Bell. We Me are watching you games play. that we're doing tomorrow, though. So uh, There's also Dreadout 2. Have you heard of that? I've never even heard of Dreadout 1. Maybe I have. <laughs> there's a game called Paranormal HK. I'm assuming Hong Kong because it's in Chinese. Yeah. Uh, Carry On and uh, Dawn of Fear. Oh, oh, Dread Out. I think that's the one that's kind of like a, a Fatal Frame knockoff. Oh, okay. And there's also a game I want to mention because, Ryan, you um, you commented on it. And... That game is something I'm about to say, and that in the next in the next one second. So it's a game called Scorn. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah! That, yeah. I forgot it's about that. It's an atmospheric first-person horror game in development by Ebb Software, and it looks so. Gross. It looks pure H.R. Geiger. Oh yeah, complete Geiger. That's the one that's uh, coming for the new Xbox, right? Right, and oh, uh, and that. Yeah, it looks it looks really neat. And there's also that game called The Medium. Um, and is it about punching a medium in the face? It, it's ex- man, you nailed it. Because yeah. I would play that game. And also Vampire: The Masquerade Bloodlines Two. Yeah, there's like a hundred of those games. Are there? Vampire: The Masquerade. And there's, oh. I don't know. I see a new release for those like every week on a, like a PC, a PC uh, uh, site. Oh, wow. Are you going to say, Val? Yeah, they showed that with the new Xbox. Yeah, I, I went to the new Xbox one because they had a couple of horror titles that they were saying that there was going to come out on uh, the Xbox Series X. Yeah, but the only thing that sucks with these kind of lists is... Um, They're to be announced. Yeah, because like uh, last year I was looking up, or I was looking up games from last year. I, I don't remember why, but um, a lot of the games had never even come out yet. And they were supposed to come out last year. So it's like hmm. I don't trust any of these things anymore. Well, speaking of rumors, like uh, EA has said that they're going to announce something. And there's been rumors that they're going to remaster uh, Mass Effect. But there's also rumors that they're going to remaster Dead Space. Yeah, but how? Ah. I don't understand how they could remaster Dead Space when um, this shut down. This game's shut down. Yeah. 
Right, but I mean... Oh, it's 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 super easy. It's the same way they remaster anything. Just take the PC version and put it on Xbox. Uh, yeah, I'm serious. I'm, I'm completely serious because I can play it in a higher resolution right. than the original Xbox could. Now you've got a 4K version of Dead Space. I don't know. Like, when, it was just... when I played Mass Effect for the PC, that was a glitchy mess as well. Because I played it for a PC and Xbox, and I was like, man, this, this is very dated. So I'm hoping that Mass Effect would get... A little, uh, nice little remaster for both. I can see him doing Mass Effect. I don't see them doing Dead Space, to be completely honest. No, I don't. EA, EA seems to fucking hate that property for whatever reason. Yeah. But, uh, you forgot a game. What did I forget? You forgot, um, the new Dark Pictures anthology game. That Man of Medan. Now they have Little Hope coming out. So, can you real quick explain that whole thing? I don't know any of those words. <laughs> explain it for Ryan and the, the listeners at home. Okay, so, um, Supermassive Games, the people that did Until Dawn on PS4, they started to make an anthology of games, and it's on all systems. It's on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. And each, I mean, it's like an anthology, so they release a different short game. Like, I, I don't know how often, maybe each year. Because last year they released Man of Medan, and that was like a short story in itself. Where, uh, I think I talked about it on the last podcast, with that, uh, the haunted cruise ship. Right. And then this one is Little Hope, and it's basically like, a witchcraft salem thing look up the trailer because if you like if you like that kind of like it takes place in like the 1600s doesn't it it's like now and back then yeah so if you like witchcraft the trailer i think like a week or two ago yeah i'm trying to struggle to remember it but yeah it's like a witchcraft type game that looks really cool yeah it does and since it's part of like a big massive like anthology of games, it's I don't know, to me that's really neat. And Man of Medan wasn't bad. I liked it. But yeah, I, I liked Until Dawn too, so I guess I'm biased. <laughs> oh and they're doing uh System Shock. Oh really? Yeah, remake the it? remake for System Shock. Says early 2020 on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, <laughs> early 2020, huh? Let me double check that date. <laughs> that when Predator it... game came out too. I haven't heard anything good about. That. Oh, I forgot about that. The only thing I know about that is the first DLC has Schwarzenegger reprising his role from Predator in it. <laughs> good for him. I'm like, that's a pretty fucking. That's a pretty good get. You actually get Schwarzenegger to do something for a video game. Yeah. They uh they're putting RoboCop and and um who else and the new Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that yeah. The, like the new yeah. DLCs RoboCop. Right, and people are kind of pissed off about that because you know you, those people buying the season passes for games like they bought the season pass of Mortal Kombat, but they're making this an expansion, so it doesn't. I, from what I understand, it doesn't count in the season pass, so it's like an extra thirty thirty five dollars you got to spend. <laughs> like from what I from what, but I also heard that you could just that you could buy a digital version of the game with this pack for sixty bucks. See, that's nice. That's oh. what I'm. So, pe- 
people are pissed off because they're like, well, I already paid 60 yeah. bucks. Why don't I get it? Here's the secret, folks. Don't buy season passes anymore. Yeah. Just don't. Well, I was telling Mike about it, too, because he asked if I was getting it, and it's like, yeah, I could get it immediately, or I could wait for, like, uh, Mortal Kombat. They did Mortal Kombat XL for the last one, and it came with everything. I always wait until the gold version, yeah, like you said, the XL on the last one, because I'm not going to be any good at it. I want to play the game and, like, dick around and maybe play with a couple friends, but I'm just going to wait till all the shit is out and then get it for the same price. Yeah, exactly. You know, or cheaper. I don't, the last time, I don't, I usually only get season packs. I, you know, I'm one of the few that pre-order games a lot. Um, because I, I pre-order the collector's editions because those do sell out. I don't see any point in pre-ordering a regular version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, except for uh, when I bought Until Dawn. Why? You don't remember that? I don't remember. So, so I wanted to buy Until Dawn. I went to the mall by you to grab it. They were sold out. And then yeah. they said, basically, if you didn't pre-order the game, you don't get the game. But then I make my I made my call around so I could go grab it. <laughs> yeah, I think I got, I think I got until dawn a GameStop for like ten bucks. Yeah, unreleased though it was really hard to find, at so least by Man- us. Yeah, Man of Medan was hard for you to find too, wasn't it? Yeah, I stumbled upon it at a, a Best Buy, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so but like I I don't get season passes anymore, but every game like. The I because I always pre-order the, like the gold edition because I'm a sucker and it and it gets me the like season pass for free, and oftentimes like they announce a season pass before they know what DLC they're gonna provide. Oh yeah. So if the game sucks, guess what? It's not getting those last DLCs. Oh right, and like, uh, but you know it could be cool too because sometimes they add more DLC. It could be cool. Well, because sometimes they do add more DLC than initially paid for. Like, if you bought the Fallout 4 uh, season pass, you got extra stuff. Like, they announced DLC later on. They're like, oh, by the way, you know, if you got the season pass initially, you get this for free. So there are times where the season pass does work out, but it's not enough to justify spending it every single time. Yeah, no, I, I never do anymore. Even on games that I know I'm going to love and I'm going to play the DLC. Like, for instance, Borderlands. Mm-hmm. I just bought the the plain vanilla Borderlands three for forty bucks, and I'm just gonna when all the DLC is out, I'm gonna wait for a Steam sale because each DLC is gonna be like five bucks yeah. when it goes on sale, and that's just what I'm gonna do. Yeah, the um the season pass or they call it the fighter pass for Super Smash Brothers. They were like, hey, we're gonna you pay one fee and you get all five uh, new um characters and their levels you know for free well not for free but you pay a little extra and then they're like that's it that's all the dlc that they're gonna make for it but then they're like oh by the way we're gonna announce another five so now they're putting out five more characters for super smash brothers and then there's like fighters pass number two and some people are a little iffy with that as well but i i'm a fanboy when it comes to the game so it's like whatever yeah no thanks i'm done with pre-orders and all that nonsense I just buy and download it. I rarely even do a physical game anymore. It seems like they're just, I don't know, they're wiping them out, you know? Don't tell Val that. Listen, you're not getting copies of those games you talked about, Mike. What do you mean? Those two games you mentioned today. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, uh, 
Because, well, killer frequency, they're both free, so... I mean, unless they start making games for free, then I would see. <laughs> then I would say it doesn't justify the, the disc and everything, but... Yeah, no, there's a lot that's just digital, though. We forgot a game. What game? I don't... Nope. We did not. Never mind that shit. No, I'm kidding. What? What is it? Ah, uh, that Ghostwire. Oh, yeah, Ghostwire Tokyo, right? That one looks awesome. Yeah, that was uh, that trailer was shown last E3, and I was like, holy shit. Do you know what that's even about? No idea. Uh, Action-adventure title that sees you fighting paranormal enemies and dealing with an evil supernatural presence that has engulfed the city of Tokyo. Yeah, I don't that's... know, but it looked pretty sick. That's probably going to be a next-gen game, though. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of good games coming out. Like, there's a lot of cool looking horror games coming out that I'm just mainly gonna watch Val play. <laughs> I can't wait to watch these. Seriously, I get way more into it when I'm watching Val play like Resident Evil because I can't I can't take it. Like my anxiety sucks. I can't take trying to find ammo, trying to find health, trying to find this, find that, backtracking. I can't do it. But when I'm watching Val, I am enthralled because she's so good at survival horror games. Like her. Like watching her play like Fatal Frame or like Resident Evil Two had me like hooked. I was like following the story more. I, I enjoy more of it because the stories for those games are so good. But like when I'm playing it, I'm not really focusing on the story. I'm focusing on getting through it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm looking forward to a lot of these games. And yeah, I'm, I'm mainly gonna watch Vale play them. <laughs> it's fine. I'm used to it by now. So yeah, I think we uh, I think we covered most of the horror games coming out this year. Yeah, it's nice. All right, let's wrap this pig up. Absolutely. Let's see. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the podcast, our uh, Gmail, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. The Facebook group, all you need is blood. Instagram account, all you need is blood podcast. If you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, I'm at Ryan Tudelo. I'm on Facebook. In the uh, in the all you need group, uh, also on the upcominghorrormovies.com message board, um, always floating around there somewhere. Oh yeah, and my Instagram is all you need Ryan. That's right, Mike. Um, I do the Instagram. Uh, all you need, all you need is blood podcast. Um, I'm on the both Facebook groups for UHM and uh, for the uh, podcast. Um. I'm also on the forum as well. How about you, Vale? Um, you could find me on Instagram at NurseBuff. And if you want to follow my cat on Instagram, <laughs> she's adorable. Her name is Olive Ali Oxenfree. <laughs> I'm going to follow Val. Follow that cat. Follow her. <laughs> I want to steal her. I do. Like, she's she's adorable. Makes me want to punch my cat in the face for not being as adorable. Sucks so much. Fucking shadow. She's sleeping like behind me. She's so like okay, innocent. She's and just cute. probably giving you like love eyes behind your back. <laughs> she totally is. Here's my butthole. She'll do it. <laughs> I clean. I uh, brushed her earlier, and I did get all the the poops. You're gonna say that you cleaned her butt earlier. I did. I, I cleaned with the. With the brush, the the wire brush, I cleaned some because she's a bigger cat. She, you know, she's I don't want to fat shame, but she's she's a cat of size. She is a plus sized cat. And uh, so I sometimes have to clean her butt, clean all the crusties off. You know, she'd do it for me. 
she would. That's true. Bless her heart. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for everybody for listening. And I guess I'll just say bye for now. Bye. Bye. Too late. That wasn't that wasn't in there, Val. I cut it out as soon as it happened. <laughs> as soon as it happened. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good episode. Yeah. I Val, I thought you were gonna talk about that detention game. Yeah. Mike told me you were. I was going to, and then I figured it's not super scary. So I was like, oh maybe I'll just I I messaged Mike because he's like, Aren't you gonna talk about other games? And I was like, Yeah, we I'll leave that one for you. Yeah, so Val's already um, focusing on the next horror video game episode. Even though I, I'm not so, allowed to come back after yeah. forgetting <laughs> the episode we were on and not, <laughs> not listening. <laughs> yeah, I actually downloaded that because it was only 10 bucks on Steam. And I'm like, oh, that's not a bad price. And I was like, oh my god, it's a point-and-click game? I love this. It's so really did- good. Did you play it yet? Only, only like fifteen twenty minutes. Like I got to the first save point yeah. and I saved, and that that's as far as I got. I just haven't had time to go back to cool. it. Yeah, so I we'll, uh... bored one day, and I went on Switch's Marketplace, and I was like, "Yeah, let's see what kind of horror games I got." And I found that one, and I found one called Lydia, and I like demolished both of them in the night. <laughs> hmm. Lydia so, was like an yeah, hour it seems, long. It seems interesting. I, I I like I like the way the game is set up, and I like that it's. Uh, I don't even want to call it, like, 2D animation, because it's just, like, South Park, like, you know, little arms and legs moving, uh, you know, yeah. independently. I, I like I like the art style. That's what it. got me, too. I love the art style, and I like that it's all, like, black and white and stuff, but it also focuses yeah. on history. It's like, hmm. Well, that'll be good for, uh, like you said, like, for next time when we do yeah. a, uh, another horror video games Because I was going to have Mike well, play it, like. Well, I refuse to learn anything, so I'm not going to pay attention <laughs> to the history. I just refuse to learn. <laughs> I've got enough knowledge back in there. It's most—it's mostly about Rawhead Rex trivia. Did you watch that uh, uh, Red Letter Media? <laughs> I did this morning. I listened to it on the way into work. I'm surprised that uh, what's face didn't see it. Jay. I know, Jay didn't see it. I was like, I could have sworn this was going to be, oh, Jay made Mike watch this. I can't wait. <laughs> and it's Mike that made Jay watch it. like, what? <laughs> we, Val, we're going to watch Rawhead Rex one day. What's that? It's about oh, an ancient man. demon that's like predates Christ who comes back in Ireland and starts killing people. It's a Clive Barker like story, I think. Yeah, he wrote it. And, oh, uh, what? I said, oh, no shit. Yeah, you have you've actually we've went to disc replay and they've they've had the Blu-ray there because they just remade it on uh, or they just put it on Blu-ray. Oh. And I, I pointed it out to you, but yeah, it's it's got really good effects, but that's it's for another time. It's cockamamie. And it's very cockamamie. Well, Ryan, go go take a nap. Yeah. Oh my God, it's bedtime. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, it's ten over ten o'clock by you. Yes, ten o'clock now. That's I got. That's when I lay down because. You're old. I'm an old man. Yeah, you're old. And I gotta get up for work. Yeah, I was gonna say, because unlike us, you have a job now. We don't. Yeah. Ugh. I hate jobs. <laughs>